Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Work free by Hedman ahead to Kucherov. Already with three points. Cuts inside. Drops to Tyler Johnson. Centers one-timer. What a save made by Koskinen. On Victor Hedman. Kucherov swung it out to Strawman. Open man of Stamkos. Now Stamkos again. Rich shot score. Top right corner set up in the slot. The Tampa Bay Lightning keep right on rolling. They are 11-0-1 in their last 12 games. The Edmonton Oilers unable to stick with them tonight 6-3 the lightning win the final game before christmas for both teams they are 28-7-2 on the season for the first time under head coach ken hitchcock the edmonton oilers have lost three straight they're 18 15 and 3 on the year thanks a lot for tuning in it's 11:06. we're live in studio 99 Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Well, Edmonton had some good moments, had some tough moments, but just past the halfway point of the game, they're up 2-1, and you're thinking, okay, they're sticking with it. Maybe they can take a, a lead into the third period, and then bang, it changes. Tampa Bay, they wind up with the lead into the third and eventually put the Oilers away. Well, you make big mistakes against good teams, they make you pay. And the Oilers seem to be in control of the game. They have the lead, and Pugliarvi makes a mistake at the blue line, and it's a mistake to the wrong player. And Kucherov's already had one breakaway in the game that he was stymied on. You know, the best players in the league, when they get the second opportunity, they usually capitalize. And then the shift coming out right after that tie game, the Oilers got caught not getting pucks in deep. Got caught in their own zone, zone, skating past their own players, not getting the puck out of their zone. Bad passes, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, a good team, they fed off of that, and they just started the momentum going the other ways. And eventually, the depth of the Tampa Bay Lightning took over this hockey game. And you could see uh, on the back end, the Oilers missing too many players on the back end. They don't have the matchups to be able to match up. One line of Kucherov, another line of Stamkos, now you're asking a 5-6 or a 7-8 defenseman to play against one of those lines, and it eventually cost them. So 6-3, the Lightning win it. Nikita Kucherov finishes with the breakaway goal, four assists, five more points for him. He's on uh, an incredible run. We mentioned it uh, quickly before the game. So now in his last 19 games, he has 39 points. He has 39 points in his last 19 games. He has 15 points over the course of an eight-game point streak. Yeah, he got off to a little slow start at the beginning of this season. And now he's, I believe, I, I just quickly looked after. I think he's second in the National Hockey League in points. Just two out of the league. He is elite. Uh, 
he, 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 he can do everything. He, he's, he play makes. He puts the puck in there. He's got an unbelievable one-timer. The pass he made tonight to Stamkos on the power play. Very few in the National Hockey League. A, can see that, and B, be able to, to make it work. So, A... I, I, it was a it was a tough night for the Oilers because they had to face a Kuchoff, they had to face a Stamkos. The Tampa Bay Lightning's best players showed up tonight, and that was bad news for the Oilers. The Oilers uh, getting outshot in this one, 45-28, as Tampa Bay had 16 shots in the first, 14 in the second, and then 15 more in the third. So Koskinen winds up still with 39 stops uh, on 44, and obviously Tampa Bay added the empty netter late in the game as uh, power play wise Tampa Bay goes one for two not a lot of power plays in this game the Oilers power play which was a concern coming into this game two for three that's kind of going to be washed away a little bit because they wound up losing but it kept them in the game in the third they, and then they had a chance to tie it with another power play shortly after I me mean, it was it was four three with uh, you know still 13 minutes left in the third period and a power play yeah. uh, you know the Oilers power play looked much better tonight and they're going against uh, Tampa's top three in the league are they not they penalty were second kill? coming in yeah tonight. so I mean they're going against a very good penalty killing unit uh, the Oilers power play was good it was their five on five play tonight that wasn't as strong as we saw Nurse and Larson who have been taxed minutes as of late they both go minus four in a game tonight so it it wasn't it wasn't the, the 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 three four five six defensemen that were the ones that were beat time and time again but when you're going against the top players over and over again again darnell nurse we don't talk about him as much he's moved up in the lineup he's another guy that's playing elevated minutes against the other team's top players and tonight they were able to take advantage of it well and scoring wise for the oilers i mean you get the usual suspects once again nugent hopkins scores chase on scores dry settle scores mcdavid has three assists the, the fourth line tonight, I mean, Kajula got mixed in a little more, but you didn't see a lot of Zekoff and Spooner. So this is, uh, just from an upfront perspective, you know, again, when, when the Oilers have been winning games, with a couple of exceptions, they still haven't been scoring a lot. I mean, when they had that run at home, couple one nothing, couple uh, couple 2-1. I mean, yeah, they were able to get a few against Minnesota. And then uh, on a night like tonight, it, again, you're relying on the same four or five players to try to produce offense. Which is fine when they score three goals. And they did that. Uh, in most games in the National League, three goals usually gets you a point, possibly two. But the problem for, for the Oilers, I mean, Connor McDavid had the three assists, but I also think he was minus three on the night. Uh, and for a great example of, of the, the good and the bad in tonight's hockey game, Connor McDavid, when he had the puck on a stick, was incredible. He, he was flying out there. But the goal, I think it was the fifth goal, but the Stamkos goal, that was, uh, that was Connor's man. He went out to play Stamkos at the point. Stamkos does a give and go, and Connor gets lost in the shuffles. So you, you can't afford to make mistakes, big mistakes against the Oilers. And tonight, there were a lot of big mistakes. 6-3, the Lightning win it as they, well, basically with about 27 minutes left in the game was when they really started to pull away. They're 28-7-2. And, and I, I did the projection before the game with their points, present, points projection. They are on pace to want to have one of the top four or five point totals in NHL history. Now, I know we're not even at the halfway point of the season. I know sometimes you laugh at me when I'm looking at the standings or figuring things out. But regardless, to this point of the season, it's pretty incredible. And you look at every part of your lineup and you're thinking, okay, what's the hole? 
What happens in a playoff series that someone beats them four to seven times? I know we're four months away from the playoffs, but right now it's pretty hard to see that. Well, it is. I mean, obviously they, they, they need health. Every team uh, needs health. But the one thing that they have is when someone does go down, they got players that they can fill in. I mean, in tonight's game, who was it that sat out tonight on the back end? Was uh, They wound up putting Sergachev in for Girardi. So Girardi, and, and as Bob and Jack were talking about in the show, Girardi plays top four on a lot of teams uh, yeah, in the National Hockey League. Yeah. So not only, so he, he was the seventh defenseman. So they, they can withstand injuries. They they got great goaltending. Vasilevsky's a and very good goaltender. Vasilevsky's already been hurt. And yeah. they withstood him being out with Domingue playing. And then up front, I mean, they got guys playing on the third line that are, you know, top six on most teams in the National Hockey League. It is a deep team. It's a well-coached team. Uh, they could trade chances with it. They can play a low-scoring game. You don't want to, I was looking on their lineup tonight. Going into the game, the only player 5-on-5 five on, five on their team that is minus is Steven Stamkos. So 5-on-5, five five, they're pretty good. And then you got a top 3 or 4 power play. you got a top 3 or 4 penalty kill. So there is no weakness, hence where they are in the standings. If they stay healthy, they would be one of the, if not the favorite, to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, they have 58 points. Uh, the Leafs have... 50 the Jets get up to 50 tonight so I mean an, already an eight-point cushion for for first overall and again sure in the playoffs you all start over but <laughs> they'll be happy like they did last year if they have home ice advantage throughout the east well it, it becomes important when you get to playoff time and I think right now they're just thinking about continuing doing what they what they've been doing they uh, again they're a team that's fun to watch because they're not a team that's coming in to try to beat you one nothing they're coming in to try to beat you six nothing and they've got the horses that are, 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 they allow them to do that. I mean, they do trade chances, but it seems like when they trade chances, they get three grade eight scoring chances, tier one, and then they score uh, on theirs, uh, you know, more than not. So it is, this is a, a good team that's deep, that's fun to watch. And, and then you, you, they're, what, we're a few months away from now, but you wonder what they're going to try and add. Yeah, uh, at the trade deadline, yeah. they're, they're going to try and get even better. As they saw last year, you run into a, a hot goaltender in a playoff series, anything can change. But I do, I do like the makeup of this team as they've done a good job. And as Bob talks about, they got depth. they got guys in the minors that are going to start pushing to come up as this goes forward. The only problem they're going to have going forward is salary cap issues because when you have this many good players, they all yeah, want to be paid. Yeah. 6-3, the Lightning take down the Oilers tonight. So Edmonton has lost three in a row. You can reach us at 780-496-0063. We'll also get post-game reaction from both dressing rooms tonight. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown inside Studio 99. Hitch had that quote before the game where he said what Tampa Bay does so well is that they can they can find players outside of the defended area. And is that is that the vision of the players? Is that just the ability of the guys to find, you know, what you often refer to as the quiet ice? Where does is that coaching? Where does that come from? I, I think it's all of the above. I, I think that they've got guys that have got good vision. So they're not a lot of players when they get the puck, it, it's a tunnel vision type of thing. So they they're looking at the immediate pass. They're not looking to see what else is out there. Like, okay, I got the puck. Billy's over there. I'm going to make sure Billy gets the puck. They stop and take a look, and, and it's not just their best players like a Kucherov or a Stamkos. They got guys on, on all four lines that they find the late trailing guy that's coming late because he's eventually the guy that's going to be open. Or, or, or they delay long enough for someone else to slide in, and they find those guys because as a defender, when you're coming back, everyone's on their horse to come back as fast as they can to get to the house. 
So if you put the puck into the house, into the slot area, a lot of times you're hitting a stick and the puck's not being made. So the, the guy that's open is the guy that's coming late that's on the far side. And a number of times today where the Oilers would have men back, they'd be in good number shape, and all of a sudden someone would come late, the puck would go to him, and now he's walking down getting a good scoring opportunity. So they're doing that. they got guys with the ability to do it. They're well coached. Their defense jump up into the play. they got very smart defense and guys with some speed. And when they get the puck on the stick, know what to do with it. 6-3, the Lightning knock off the Oilers. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game, we'll turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer, Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table, Edmonton South, downtown, north side, and also in Sherwood Park. All right, 780-496-0063. Well, what a Christmas treat this is. We have JP on the line this evening. Hello, JP. Well, you'll tell you right now it is a Christmas treat. Not like this game tonight. It was not a treat. It was uh, it was a disappointment, but... You know, you were against a firepower tonight. We are against a firepower tonight. And Rob, you stole my thunder, like always. Uh, I scored a few goals. My name's Rob Brown. I know the game. Look at me. You stole my thunder when I want to talk about Connor. No one wants to have the integrity to talk about Connor in this in this city. He needs this. He needs this. This guy lost Stamkos tonight, and I've seen this about five times this year. Five times where he's just coast, coast, coast. Oh, I'm Ladislav Schmid all of a sudden. I'm Ladislav Schmid. I'm coasting. He's doing nothing, and he lost Stamkos, and then all of a sudden, before we know, the game is gone. He's gonzo. He's completely gonzo. But I'll tell you right now, we want to talk about Polar RV. I want to talk about Polar RV, if you guys don't mind. Yes, Nerf. everybody. Well, first, I'll tell you right now, Nurse couldn't hit the side of a dairy barn. I'm talking a 400, like 500 foot wide by 500 foot. RD can't hit a dairy barn, an oversized dairy barn shot by Rick Moranis. Oversized dairy barn, 90% of the time. I'm telling you, I'm serious. Oh, shot block. Oh, there's a glass. Oh, oh. There's the glass. There's a okay. shot. There's a shot block. All right, we got you, JP. What, what do you have on Pulley RV? Let me tell you. Oh, okay. Well, maybe Rick Moranis <laughs> called him on. Maybe, maybe Rick Moranis texted him because he dropped the Rick Moranis Dairy Barn reference. Am I missing something? Is uh, there a Dairy Barn in Strange Brew or Ghostbusters or something? I have no idea. I mean, that's that's a long time ago. Those movies. I can't. Remember. I don't know if we've ever had Rick Moranis' name name dropped on our show before. But enjoy the reference. I just don't get the connection to the Dairy Barn, but the <laughs> but that's okay. But I mean, you referenced it. Uh, you know, and, and the and the offensive players like McDavid, like Drysaddle, like guys on other teams. They're often thinking offense first. Yep. And I, I don't know if that's something that ever goes away in their game, and it depends on the game situation uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you, you referenced it. Uh, he, you know, he lost Stamkos, and there's the goal. Yeah, I mean, it was a smart play by Stamkos, and I think it was Kucherov, wasn't it, that made the pass to him? I think it was. I'm not positive. But it was – and when offensive players are in the offensive zone – they enjoy playing against the other offensive players because there's, a, I don't know if it's cheating, but it's anticipation. Uh, there's, 
I mean, I've been caught the exact same play a number of times in my career. You get caught watching, hoping the puck's going to go the other way, and all of a sudden, uh-oh. And I know the feeling, too, is McDavid has is all of a sudden he sees the puck on Stamkos' stick wide open. He doesn't miss from there, Steven Stamkos. It was a mistake. I'm sure that Hitch in the after the, the holidays will have a video of it, and they'll talk about it. Hitch makes all players better defensively. He'll make all the Oilers offensive players better defensively. And and I don't even think Connor McDavid needs to see that one on video. He knows what he did wrong and he'll be better at it next time. That'll be our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. 6-3 Tampa Bay over Edmonton tonight. The Oilers led this one 2-1 with just over seven minutes to go in the second period. Kucherov scored on a breakaway. Miller gets a tap in a minute 32 later. Johnson extended the lead early in the third. Drysaddle came back on the power play. Oilers got another power play about two and a half minutes after that. Uh, couldn't tie it up. Then Stamkos with a late one. And then Johnson into an empty net as the Lightning go to 11-0-1 in their last 12. Let's quickly check the out-of-town scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals with daily, weekly, monthly, and rent-to-own options. Head to AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. A late goal by Mark Shifley, and the Jets win 1-0 in Vancouver. Laurent Brassois continuing his excellent season. He gets the shutout. Stars over the Wild, 2-1 in overtime. Penguins beat the Hurricanes 3-zip. Capitals shut out the Senators 4-0. Leafs outscore the Rangers 5-3. Anaheim loses 3-0 in Buffalo. The Coyotes blow a lead and then win late 6-4 against the Avalanche. The Blues knock off the Flames 3-1. Kings in overtime 3-2 over the Sharks. Canadians in overtime 4-3 over the Golden Knights. Panthers edge the Red Wings 2-1. Blue Jackets get by the Flyers 4-3. And Boston dumping Nashville 5-2. There, in terms of the standings, the Oilers uh, fall out of a playoff spot. They have an identical record to Dallas with 39 points. Dallas has the tiebreaker because they have an extra regulation overtime win. Uh, so Edmonton is out of the playoffs. Same number of points as Dallas, who has the second wild card. If Dallas were to... This is how funny it is this time of year. If Dallas were to lose in regulation tomorrow to the Islanders, the Oilers, by not playing, would go back into a playoff spot because then the first tiebreaker is fewer games played. Anyway, if you're paying attention to that sort of stuff going into the Christmas break. 780-496-0063. We'll go back to the phone lines in a second, but right now... Down to the Hall of Fame room for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Here's Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock. Sensed them uh, when that, you know, that wasn't necessarily the game plan. Did you did you sense that there was a shift in that as well? It got a little loose for you? No, I, 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 I thought they were a little bit better than we were in the first period. And I thought until the second goal... And the third goal right after that, we, we played a perfect second period. Like That 13 minutes was as good as we've played. We, we did everything we needed to do to hem them in, to frustrate them. You know, we had the lead. And then in an offensive zone turnover, we gave up a breakaway. And then uh, I thought the third goal really broke our back. I thought that hurt us a lot. And, and then it then it got kind of you know into trading chances and that's too good a team to trade chances for i thought as the game went on we got a little bit exposed uh, just with what lineup we're dressing right now but i thought 
until that uh, seven-minute mark of the second period where with seven minutes left we, we were playing perfect the perfect way you had to play to beat the team we were doing exactly what we needed to do Hitch uh, you got some injuries on defense but up front you got two lines that score and two lines that barely make a dent how going in the second half here are you going to get enough offense out of that forward group of yours well we're just talking about that right now you know we're not we're leaning on people pretty heavy and other people got to seize opportunities but we you're right we, we've got to get more and I, that's why I'm trying to do what I'm doing Mark is trying to include more participants to try to get more people to try to help because it's unless it changes it's looking a lot like you know we don't have enough support for the major push up front with our group we, we got to find people that can give us that support because we're we're going to end up running on fumes if we don't and you're seeing it happen on the back end and um we got to we got to figure out a way of, like uh, unfortunately for jesse that he he was playing a hell of a hockey game and then that happens but he's been a really good participant in helping us get better so has jj and uh so we've found some people that can help us, but we're going to need more. More participants, more people helping us, whether it's here or whether it's in the American Hockey League, whatever. We, we, we aren't getting enough support players. Hitch, as a coach, you try to experiment with players, but at what point does the experimentation end and you just like to say, okay, here's my third line, here's my fourth line, here's my second line, my first line, apart from injuries. It's getting to the point now, it's halfway through the season, and you're not at the coach the whole way, but you're still experimenting. Well, I'm experimenting, but I'm trying to get... I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get more people involved i'm trying to get <clears throat> rather than rely on the same two or three people every night all the time to do everything i'm trying to get more people to get connected and you know it, it was for like i said until seven minutes left in the uh, second period it was looking like we were doing the right stuff and then we coughed it up but that's what i'm trying to do is get more people playing better. We had it going a little bit at, when I first came here when we put Brodziak's line together, but they've struggled lately. You know, they haven't been as good as they were before. And so we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to figure out, you know, who, who's helping and who's hurting uh, for us to get to another level here because we can't, we can't keep doing it the same way over and over because it's not gonna work. Ken, it's, it's three in a row now, and I think one, three, and one in the last five. Is the new coach adrenaline wearing off, and this is kind of more reflective of what you're dealing with? Sorry, what was that again? Is the new coach adrenaline wearing off, and this is kind of more reflective of the team you're dealing with? Um, look, I'm not, everybody has injuries. We just couldn't afford to have the ones we had, but we're, we've got them. We've been dealt that blow. Um, and we're, we're gonna have to find a way to get through it for a little while here. So there was a position that we couldn't absorb injuries and we got them and it's affected everything. It's scaled people up in places they don't belong and it's affected us in a big way and some teams can afford it, some teams can absorb it. 
Um, we were in a position where we had enough in that, that back end to get through, and we got hit hard. And now we're paying the price for it. We're, we're playing people too high up the ladder, and it's, it's showing. Well, no doubt about that. That's Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock wrapping it up tonight. 6-3, Tampa Bay beating the Oilers. Two goals each for Stamkos and Johnson. Miller and Kucherov also scored for the Oilers. It was Chason, Nugent Hopkins, and Dreisaitl. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99. We will bring Connor onto the show. Connor, you're going to be our finish the play contestant. But first, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, Connor, are you there? All right. Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, my name is Connor. Hello. Hello. Yeah, is this Connor or is this actually JP? No, no, it's Connor. First time caller, long time listener. Connor. Okay. Okay, thanks, Connor. Let's uh, bring Dennis onto the show. Dennis. I'm here. Yeah, go ahead, Dennis. Hey, good analysis. Good background. Rob Brown's the best. Oh, thank you. Good uh, feedback by the coach. I know they played a great team today, but the injuries obviously showed up for the oil on the defense side. Right, Rob? Yeah, <laughs> injuries. The, the Oilers are not as deep as some of the other teams in the National Hockey League, and injuries hit them. When they, when they get hit with injuries, it, it hurts them more than it would, say, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, it showed up tonight with uh, lack of quality defensemen. Yeah, having said go, that, though, having said that. Where's Doherty going to end up? Who? Where's who? Doherty with uh, Kings. Oh, Doughty? Oh, Doughty. Oh, I, don't yeah. think he's, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he likes living in, in Los Angeles. I don't think he wants to move on to anywhere. Dennis, let's finish the play here. We're looking to put your name into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe, adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. The Oilers break out left to right. They're in the orange. Nurse ahead. Nugent Hopkins to the net. McDavid, and he lost the handle. The puck rolled right off his stick as he was in close quarters. And Vasilevsky kind of jabbed at him. And I think that might have bothered McDavid. All right, Dennis. Uh, McDavid not able to score there, but he did have three assists tonight. What career milestone did he achieve this evening? Was it 200 assists or 100 penalty minutes? All right, good stuff, buddy. We'll put your name into the grand prize draw, but the Oilers fall tonight 6-3 to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are coached by John Cooper. His comments for BDO first call, Dead Solutions. Well, we don't have Cooper yet. Okay, we'll uh, get to John Cooper in a couple of minutes. Let's call a quick timeout. John Cooper, when we get back, you'll also hear from Alex Chason, who scores again for the Oilers, but the Lightning win at 6-3. Oilers hockey presented by Osmond Auction. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. McDavid, right circle, tried to cut inside, taken away by Kucherov. He's going to have a breakaway. Left to right, over the blue line, to the net, backhander, and a save made. Miko Koska. All right, Kucherov, two breakaways tonight, stopped on that one, scored on another one. That was Miko Koskinen's save of the game. 
courtesy Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. Jiffy Lube service. .ca. Koskinen losing on home ice for the first time in his career as an Edmonton Oiler. He drops to 7-1. and one. Coming into tonight in his starts on home ice, he had allowed 0-2-0-2-1-0-1 goals against. He allows 5 tonight, emptied at our Tampa 6-3 over the Oilers. Yeah, I mean, Koskinen was good. Uh, great, no, but good. And unfortunately for him, there were just too many chances. And they just kept coming at waves tonight, the Tampa Bay Lightning. A number of key mistakes by the Edmonton Oilers turned into great opportunities for Tampa, and they're just too good a team to give those type of opportunities up to. All right, we'll say Merry Christmas on the open line to one of our long-distance listeners. It is Scott in Boston calling in. Hi, Scott. What's up? Good evening, guys. First of all, Merry Christmas to everybody, right? This is our last show before Christmas. Merry Christmas. Real quick, I'm going to touch on about three points in about 40 seconds, if I'm granted the time. I hate playoff standing talk at this point. It bugs the heck out of me. They do it here, too, in Boston. Oh, they're right now four points out of the wild card. What? Shut up. We're not even halfway through the season. I don't want to hear that talk till March. Let's get to tonight's game. Tough loss, yes, but let's remember, they played the muscle of the National Hockey League tonight. Edmonton will not play a tougher team the rest of the season. Very tough test. I don't want to say they failed. I don't want to say they passed. If I gave them a grade tonight, I'll give them a B minus. I think Edmonton is right there. Here's the genesis of my call, my friends. I think Edmonton is there. It's a matter of mixing and matching, getting the right pieces together. Now, I'm not privy to all the players like you guys are. I couldn't name the whole roster. I only see and watch when I can. Tonight I watched the third period, listened to the second period. Let me get to my point real quick. The Christmas break is perfect for them. They need to mix and match their lines. I focus on the top line. I'm going to tell you what I want to see. This franchise is McDavid, obviously, right? Talk about stating the obvious. I like McDavid with Dreisaitl. I do. The only question to me, this is very important, who he plays with. This is serious stuff. Do you put speed or size on the other wing? Speed to keep up with them or size to create space? You put somebody that can understand the game with him. Doesn't matter if it's fast guy or big guy, or small guy. He just needs someone that can understand the game as he can. All right, seven uh, six three lightning over the Oilers. Their coach is John Cooper. His remarks for BDO first call debt solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals, license insolvency trustees. Just the thought on just thinking of Kucherov and just how he kind of dominated tonight. Yeah, it's it, there was a lot of star power in the game tonight, and I thought. Uh, they all put on a show. Uh, it was guys on both sides, and that's fans come to see those guys. And um, you know, it's a tough one probably for both teams going into the break, knowing there's a few days off here. Uh, but I like the way our guys responded, and we were led by Cooch tonight. Obviously, that tying goal, big goal, kind of momentum. Did you shift the kind? Of, did you sense? Well, the, the big thing for us was we thought we were playing well. You know, we look up on the scoreboard, we're down two-one. We thought deserved a little bit of different fate, but you know, they they were clicking on the power play. Uh, but the guys stuck with it. I thought we defended well tonight. We didn't really give them a ton. Um, aside from those early, like kind of the odd man's they got early in the game, we settled. But we settled in, and uh, the boys defended, and then got the goals when we needed them. How big is just this trip? Um, three wins, a point in every game to just go into the well, break it, off the it, top. It's, you know what? To be honest, it's been more than the trip, and to you know we've had to go through. All these Canadian teams were playing extremely well coming into them, and, and we started it off with a you know big game against Toronto right before that. But it's it's I and mean, I think the guys have I don't know, pointed I don't know the exact stat, but 
probably 17 to 19 games they've gotten points most of them wins and that's it's hard to do in this league you got to take them when you can and uh, they've been doing it different ways and but what I liked about tonight it was we were we were sound uh, all night and uh, it was a good way to go into the break. All right, that's John Cooper of the Lightning, 11-0-1 in their last 12. It's the longest point streak in the NHL this season. The only blemish earlier this week, they lost in overtime to the Winnipeg Jets. They uh, came from behind and then survived a tying goal by uh, Calgary the other night to win in a seven-round shootout. And then today, down 2-1 uh, into the second half of the second period and are still able to win by three. They are, they are a deadly team as we've been talking about. 780-496-0063. We have Terry on the line. Terry, welcome to the show. There's those as diet said, Merry Christmas. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. But a terrific show as always, you guys. Um, JP, I hate Lyle following him, but he did make a point. Uh, I call the man Darnell Curse now. I don't call him Darnell Nurse. I was at the game um, uh, uh, the other day when St. Louis is in town, and I watched them, and I just, I, I'm just thinking, you know, this young kid, number 82, uh, Jones, is, is ahead of him already. Ahead of Darnell Nurse? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what you guys see in him, but the guy is, you know, he you can't just, possibly me, he's just think, a, You can't possibly think after four games Caleb Jones is better than Darnell Nurse, Terry. He's got more potential, at least, and let's straighten that out a little bit. But uh, I, I don't know. What, what is this uh, plus minus on, on this guy? Do you have the stats in front of you? For on which, who? For which guy? On, Kerr, on Nurse. Uh, coming into tonight, he was minus two. He's minus four tonight. So he's minus, so he's six, minus on the six, six on the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just unacceptable. You know, it just, uh, it, it, it's kind of a shame in a way. You know, the um, Oilers are so outmatched, you know, uh, talent-wise by this Tampa Bay club. Yeah, but most uh, teams in the National Hockey League are yes, outmatched talent-wise yes. than Tampa Bay. They get effort they give it a good try and i give them that but uh, again gentlemen uh, a terrific show as usual and uh, merry christmas to you both and uh, hope you have a good holiday okay thanks terry same to you lightning over uh the oilers 6-3 uh, i think caleb jones does have potential yeah uh, i mean if you look at where they were draft position isn't everything Darnell no. nurse was a first first rounder top 10 pick caleb jones was in the fourth round nurse was playing in the nhl already at the age uh, Jones was at so I you know it's you know nurse has his, has his flaws he also has his strengths so mm -hmm. I think you gotta recognize that and you know I don't want to get I, I realized for, for from watching sports it's easy to get caught up with the shiny new toy oh this guy's up from the farm oh look he can do this this and this but uh, I mean nurses <laughs> nurses Right now, Nurse is a more important player on the Oilers than Caleb Jones. Good for what Jones has been able to do. He's shown some good things, but, you know, Nurse has been elevated in the cleft bomb spot because of what Hitchcock sees in him. Yeah, Darnell, I mean, there's no comparison between the two players right now. Um, Nurse is far away a better hockey player than Caleb Jones is right now. Uh, hopefully, Jones turns into a player. He's getting every opportunity right now. Um, I, I think he understands his, his spot right now where each time he steps on the ice, he's trying to get another shift. Then at the end of the game, he's trying to get another game. He knows that uh, he's got a very close eye on him. They want him to succeed. They like the things, the attributes that he has. He, he, he skates well. He moves the puck well. 
And it, for him, I believe it's can he see the game? Can he, can he manage a game? And I think those are, I mean, huge steps for a young defenseman. We've seen how hard it is playing the National Hockey League as a young defenseman. Hopefully he can make that transition and move up. But right now he's given the Edmonton Oilers good minutes. He's doing exactly what they've needed from him. And because of that, we're going to see him the first game out of the break. He will still be in the lineup because of the way he's played in the four games he's played thus far. Got a text here from Davis to 630-630. He says, uh, hey, guys, uh, don't mind having a veteran like Jason Garrison on the team, but like him better if he were the 7D. Any other options to slide in there for him? Well, he is actually the 7th or 8th D on this team. It's unfortunate. He's, the reason he's playing is because... There are three defensemen yeah, out of the line. Around, been scratched. I mean, Weidman. Yeah, I, I, I think Garrison's probably a stronger defenseman. I mean, Garrison is behind Gravel. He's yep. behind Jones. So I mean, if three guys come back, I mean, Garrison might actually be the ninth defenseman on this team right now. But he's been pressed into action. And tonight, I mean, I didn't. He wasn't bad tonight. I mean, at the end of the night, where did he have in the, the lineup? Garrison was even in, in 13 minutes. So, I mean, this game is not pinned on on, on Garrison. He was but, I mean, serviceable. If, if Russell and, and Hitch, Hitch the other day sounded hopeful that Chris Russell could play on Thursday mm-hmm. against the Canucks, would you think it would? Maybe Garrison would be Garrison would yep. come yep. out. Yep, absolutely. 6-3, Lightning over the Oilers tonight. Alex Chason continues to hold the hot stick for Edmonton. He extends his career high in goals once again. He gets his 16th. His post-game comments for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Maybe talk about uh, the stiff test that was Tampa Bay and uh, how you guys saw this as a measuring stick game as well. Uh, obviously, uh, one of the top uh, team in the league for the last couple of years. Uh, They've been there, you know, chasing at the bit for a while. And they're a team that's deep. Uh, their top three line is as good as uh, any teams in the league. And um, they got grit and speed on the fourth line. They got a good back end. And, and in my opinion, one of the best goalie in the league. So uh, they've got a lot going on on that team. Uh, they play smart. Uh, they create a lot for their chances. They work hard. Um, that was a good test for us tonight. But um, obviously we... We have some work to do. Um, talked about the goalie. Talk about that save. I mean, that that save on Connor McDavid on that uh, that partial break when he kind of stuck his leg out. Uh, how much of a momentum change was that? Yeah, I mean, uh, Connor generates a lot of his uh, chances by himself. Uh, I mean, world class player. His speed uh, and his the way his hands move. It's it's uh, um, it's amazing to watch and. Um, I played against uh, that goalie last year in playoffs. Uh, he's, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves in this league. And um, he makes, uh, he's a backbone of that team. Um, and that was for sure a big save for them. What do you think, uh, we hit the Christmas break, uh, you've lost three in a row, but you're sort of sitting in a playoff spot, you're a bubble team. What do you think needs to happen to take this thing north for the rest of the season, for this to end the way you want it to end? Well, there's there's a couple of things here. I, I uh, let's be honest here. I, I think the last little bit here has been a tough stretch for us. Um, we've played a lot of games and uh, not that many nights. It's the same for a lot of teams in the league, but um, I think for us, with some of the injuries we've had, um, 
will be good to go on this breaker for four days. Um, but with that being said, um, we're going to need a little more out of everyone here. Um, this is a tough league uh, to win it every night. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Um, you know, top team can lose against the bottom teams in this league. Uh, that's just how this league works. So we're going to need a little better of, out of everyone. Um, and I think we're going we're gonna to have to learn, this group has to learn how to play in close games. Um, if you want to be a, a playoff team, a, a team that has a chance to, to go deep, you have to learn how to play uh, down one goal or you know, game that you know it's tie and um, stick with it for 60 minutes. I think we uh, seems like we're, we're losing our focus a little bit. Um, we try to change the way we play as, as the game go on, goes on, and um, you can't win like that in this league. And um, I think that's one thing we have to address here is with players. All right, Alex Jason, always honest, always well-spoken. Yeah, and, and he's right, and we saw that tonight too. The, the Oilers are playing the proper way, and, and Ken Hitchcock talked about the beginning of the, the second period. They played a perfect 13 minutes, and all of a sudden they turn a puck over at their, the, the offensive blue line turns into a breakaway. Then the next shift, uh, Lucic goes out there, turns the puck over, doesn't get it in deep, it comes back, and then doesn't get the puck out. Cassian doesn't get the puck out. They try making blind passes into the middle. And then they got away from their game. Where Their game's simple. I mean, there, there are... I've played for certain coaches. Where McDavid and Nugent Hopkins and Dry said, okay, anytime you want to try someone one-on-one, -on -one, go ahead. But other players, unless you have an odd man break, I don't want you trying to beat a guy at the, the blue line. Don't want you beating a guy at the red line. That's not your role. Understand your role. Get pucks in deep. So when the others are successful, and when we, we've seen them successful since Hitch has taken over, they get pucks in, they get a cycle going, they get a four-check going. And that's where uh, they get the zone time. And, he, and Hitch talked about it before the game. The team that had the most zone time in this game was probably going to win it. And it's true. Tampa Bay had the, the offensive zone time. They, they, carried, they carried the play for, for the majority of the game. And because you're in the offensive zone for so often, you create more and more scoring chances. You put more stress on the defenders. So in this game tonight, the Oilers, they, they had a, a bad break on the, the breakaway goal. Then they turn the puck over, and then all of a sudden they're chasing. And when they start chasing, they get away from what makes them successful. And that was what Alex Chason was talking about. 6-3, the Lightning knock off the Oilers. Five points for Nikita Kucherov. You'll hear from him when we get back to Studio 99. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30, All right, three-game losing streak for the Oilers. They fall 6-3 to the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. It is 11.50 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It is uh, Dreisaitl, Chason, and Nugent Hopkins scoring for the Oilers. Stamkos, two for the Lightning. Tyler Johnson, a couple for the Bolts as well. Kucherov had five points getting routine for him we'll hear from him in a couple of minutes well in a game and it doesn't always happen this way but in a game of superstars and there's a lot of superstars john cooper the coach of tampa talked about it in a game of superstars sometimes it doesn't live up to the billing but in this game tonight the oilers three superstars they combined for six points the four big guys for the the tampa bay lightning they have five points two points two points they have 11 points those four guys the superstars showed up in this hockey game and tonight. there was good goaltending and both for, goaltenders for a nine yeah, goal game yeah well, you're right i mean and i mean uh, alex chason was asked did that the save that 
Vasilevsky made, did that change the complexion of the game? That was a huge save at that moment. And McDavid did everything that he wanted on that. He waited, he had the time, the patience, and Vasilevsky just throws a desperate leg up in the pad, somehow gets a piece of the puck and keeps it out. So uh, it, it was a fun game. Unfortunately, the Oilers are on the opposite side of the scoreboard. All right, we'll hear from Kucherov in a minute here, but quickly let's go to uh, Alex at 780-496-0063. Hey, Alex. How are you guys doing? Great. Well, you know what? I'm not going to uh, <clears throat> you know, talk bad about the players on the Oilers, that's for sure. It's quite obvious I'm looking forward to the 27th, uh, the Canucks. And, um, you know, <clears throat> it's what it is. The roster is what it is. And... Um, when Clefbaum was on, when, when he was uh, uh, healthy and he got those game winners and, oh, man, the guy was playing 28 minutes a, ga- uh, a game and that team was just cruising and, you know, they were coming into the, I thought they were coming into their own, you know, and uh, it, it was a feel-good thing and, um, you know, Russell went down here and, uh, you know, so, hey, yeah, it's three games now and uh, so I, I, I got to say this, though, and uh, I think it was Con Smite, if you can't beat him in the alley, I'm looking forward to the 27th, and I'm going to challenge the Edmonton Oilers and the fans to uh, pipe up, and let's get nasty and let's spill some blood on the 27th because we got uh, the Canucks, and we got uh, I think we got San Jose two nights later. I think it's playoff time hockey now because uh, they're going through adversity, and uh, it's time to get nasty. And Mr. Lucic, Mr. Lucic, this is going out to you, okay, for you. Drop your gloves and get nasty. I, I challenge you, Mr. Lucic. Let's right. go some. Thanks, Alex. And the true spirit of the season. Thanks, <laughs> Alex. Checking in tonight. The Oilers, uh, you know, they're nine five and two under Hitch, which probably most people would have taken. Little, uh, little streaky how they've gotten here, but they have worked their way back into the conversation for a playoff spot. Huge game for Kucherov. His remarks for BDO, First Call, Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Basti did a good job uh, keep us in the game. And uh, PKPP did a good job, uh, you know, today. And, you know, good, good game overall. Yourself, are you just feeling it right now, the way you're kind of getting the points and nah, the game is playing? I wouldn't say feeling it. I'm just playing hockey and uh, trying to enjoy time, trying to make a right play every time. And... Uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen, sometimes it happens, today it happened. Second goal, big goal for you guys, get that, can just you know, talk us through that goal and how do you saw it? Uh, breaker goal? Yeah. Well, breaker goal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a... Just uh, jumped on a loose bucket. Uh, yeah. Did, did you have conscious that the tempo of this game? Were you I'm thinking sure. you had, they got speed, you guys were winning races to pucks? It was... Well, we, oh, sorry. we like to play fast and, uh, you know, they, they're a good team, as I said, and uh, we just play 60 minutes the same way and uh, didn't break up. It means more to you to win the game than it does to have a five-point night, but just how well did you guys think you guys finished, especially given how hard this road trip was from start to finish? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a Tough games and uh, especially tonight, tough building, tough, tough place to play, and uh, they came up hard. And uh, I think uh, did a good job to defend, defend them, and uh, did a good job uh, play the right way, whole 60 minutes. And uh, you know, Wasi did a great job in the net, keep keep us in the game, and uh, you know, good game overall. All right, Kucherov, big game tonight. Uh, quickly, we'll squeeze in Gary before we sign off for the night. Gary, uh, you got about uh, 40 seconds, buddy. Go ahead. Seven seasons greens, uh, re Rob. Um, yeah, <laughs> clearly you can see the difference in depth between the two teams. Um, well, obviously, when we lost our two uh, main defensemen there, uh, the team was 
in a while. I've gone down minus three in a few games here. So um, once we get our defensemen back, especially um, with Vancouver coming up, I, and um, I have a question too uh, regards to Yamamoto. Uh, is there a chance that Yamamoto could be called up? Uh, maybe, not, maybe not in Vancouver, but next uh, couple home games uh, before they go back on the road. I, mean, I think he'll be called up. I don't. I don't know if it'll be for the home stand. We'll see. He has three goals in the last two games in Bakersfield. We're up, Rob. Well, yeah. I mean, t- the Oilers and Ken Hitchcock is looking for uh, depth scoring, and as he's talked about, some of the, the the players that things were going well for when he first took over have, have slowed down. So he he's willing to try whatever he can. And Pulley Arvey and, and Yamamoto are kids that the Edmonton Oilers need to to take that next step and uh, Yamamoto's going to get an opportunity. Hitch hasn't seen him yet. So Hitch is going to want to see what they've got down in the pipeline and he'll get a chance and when he comes up it'll it'll probably be in a top nine role. They're not going to bring him up here to play five, six minutes a night. Rob, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas to you and your family and have a safe and, and, and fun holiday. And Merry Christmas to everybody listening tonight. Our next broadcast is on the 27th. Oilers home to Vancouver, 5.30 face-off show. Game will start at 7. Get more on 630Ched.com. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer, and to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Lightning dumped the Oilers 6-3. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line.